Hey there, welcome back to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen, and today we're going to talk about something that I get asked all the time. How the hell are you always so happy? <laughs> I get asked all the time that or some version of that, and I figured I would address it and see if I can shed some light on why the hell I am so happy all the time. So let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen Moss, and I believe as moms that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and inspiration to help bring more positivity, optimism, well-being, and of course, a whole lot of joy into your life. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you want to be? Let's dive in. Welcome back. How is it going today? So I think it's kind of funny, but I do get asked this all the time. And I thought I would kind of address it a little bit and just share why I think I am happy all the time. Um, I think it's pretty funny because it's just me. Um, You know, it boggles a lot of people's minds, though, that how it's even possible that I smile most of the time. I'm happy most of the time. I get asked if I ever get upset. Are you ever not smiling? Um, And the answer to all those is yes, but the majority of the time I am a happy and smiley person. It's just kind of who I am and what my attitude is and just how I am. And, you know, I've been this way my whole life and I attribute a lot of it to my dad. He is one of my biggest mentors, I guess you want to call it. I don't know. His attitude about things, his desire to look for the good instead of the bad, his undying support for his family. You know, he has always been the most positive and optimistic person that I know. And one of the most amazing and profound things he ever said to me growing up was to have a PMA. And what PMA is, is a positive mental attitude. And He's always said, and I believe, that it's your choice of how you react and what your attitude is about things. And for whatever reason, it that positive mental attitude just stuck. And it's the way I've always looked at things, and I've just always looked at the bright side of things. And when I look back at my life, it's a series of awesome sprinkled with some crap. You know, I think that's kind of probably how most of us are. And, you know, much like everyone, I think we have good things and we have bad things that happen. And, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, I was a really active kid, always doing sports and playing with the boys outside in the neighborhood. I was not the kid, not the girl that would stay inside playing with toys or playing with dolls. It's just that I am not an inside kid. I'm not an inside adult. I have a hard time because my kids now like to play video games, which I didn't have as a kid. So they want to be inside and I'm like, let's go outside. (laughs) But you give me a ball or a bike and I would be occupied for hours as a kid. And I am still that way. I want to take my kids outside and teach them how to throw a ball, to kick a soccer ball with them or whatever, you know. Um, But that was just the way I was as a kid. And, you know, we also moved a few times and I had to adapt to change and making new friends wherever I went. And I think that that change being a part of my life was just such a great thing for me and for my brother, because it made us resilient to 
stuff happening and life shifts and, you know, both the good and the bad that happens in your life. Because when you move, when you're a kid, you learn that you have to make new friends. I mean, we only were somewhere for a couple of years and then we would move and then we were somewhere else for a couple of years and then we would move and you just had to figure it out and you had to figure out how to be nice to other kids and meet new people and figure out where you fit in simply because you're made to because you're in a new place. You don't have a choice. And, you know, sports was my way of finding my group. And I played sports since I was small, being on the swim team. I played soccer and softball. And then I moved into field hockey and lacrosse. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I had all of those experiences with team sports and with being a part of a group of people because it taught me how to work together. It taught me how to play hard, how to figure out how to adapt to disappointments and how to be happy, um, yet humble when you won and to deal with losses because that is life and that's just the way it is. And, you know, I'm not a natural athlete. Everything I do takes work. I don't just, you know, magically go out and I'm able to do everything really, really well. I do have that athleticism where I can try something and I usually can pick it up, but I'm not the best at it. I mean, I think it's mostly my hard work and my perseverance. And when I put my mind to something, I just, I don't quit. And it's just kind of how I look at everything else in life too. So I have a really hard time quitting or letting go of stuff, even if something no longer serves me. (laughs) I, you know, was never the best at, anything that I played, but I always contributed and I always worked really hard and cheered on all of my teammates and everyone else. And I figured I was out there doing the things that I might love and I might as well enjoy it. So this is just how I look at life. And I'm here, I'm on earth, I'm, I have a life, so I might as well enjoy it. You know, it's life is all about choices. And We can choose to be happy, we can choose to be miserable, or we can choose just to go through the motions. And I believe that life happens for us. I don't think it happens to us. I mean, a lot of things happen. And since we only have one go around on this life, I choose to enjoy the ride and to smile and to find joy and happiness and everything that I possibly can. Um, When something is not so good or something you know, not so good happens, I really try to look at what good came out of it or, um, you know, what I can learn from whatever might have happened. And I'm not always pie in the sky, unicorn loving rainbow world, but I feel like living this way is the best way. And I figure if I live sad when there's so much happy, why, you know, what is, what's the purpose? I just, I just don't, I don't see the purpose in being miserable and being sad. Um, You know, I know I talk about my Ironman days and stuff like that. And when I did my first Ironman, a lot of stuff went wonky. I mean, it was a crazy day. It's a crazy event to start off with. It's a, it could be a 17 hour event. So it's a long day. And I know I've told you the story before on past podcasts, but as I was going into the lake for my first swim, my brother, he knew I was nervous. He could tell I was nervous. And he just looked at me and he said, Jen, things are probably going to go wrong today, but make sure that you get out there and you just enjoy the day. And as you know, that's where my mantra came from. And it's been that way since 2003. And I just, it was hot as hell. The athletes were dropping like flies due to heat the entire day. 
due to cramping, heat, exhaustion, whatever you want to do it. I had absolutely terrible leg cramps on the bike. I fell off the bike at one point going up a hill because I cramped so bad that I couldn't even keep pedaling. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I remember this. There's a lot I don't remember from growing up and from doing, you know, things, but I remember vividly sitting on the side of the road and talking to myself saying, okay, this is going to pass. This really sucks right now. Um, you know, there's no doubt about it that I feel like crap and I'm not sure exactly what to do because I've never done anything like this before. And I thought I could either wither in pain and sit here and be sad and sol or figure it out. And, you know, I had voluntarily paid hundreds of dollars to do this event. So in my mind, I sure as hell was going to figure out how I was going to enjoy it and how I was going to finish. <laughs> so, you know, I ended up walking my bike. I was stretching as much as I could and getting electrolytes in and, you know, whatever. I would ride as long as I could until the cramps were terrible and locked me up again. And then I would walk and I did this on and on until I finished. And I was literally on the bike for what seemed like for dang ever. But I made it. I was on for over eight hours on a bike, on a bike or walking next to my bike for over eight hours. That is insane. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I did it. I got through it. And once I was on the run part of the race, I was golden because I could do whatever I wanted to. I could walk, I could run, I could sit down, I could drink. It didn't matter. I just had to keep going. And, you know, my little mantra inside my head during that time was, the more I run, the faster I get done. And I would play games with myself inside my head. Like, okay, now run to the big oak tree and then you can stop and you can walk or run between aid stations or whatever. I just wanted to keep going. And I smiled and I cheered for other athletes as they came towards me because it was like kind of an in and out sort of run. And, you know, we passed each other a lot. And it was just, I just was so amazed that I was out there doing something that most people on this planet think is totally insane and dumb. And why the heck would you ever do that? You know, especially back then it was none of my friends, you know, were doing it at that point. They thought it was nuts until they watched and then everybody kind of got on board and that was awesome. But, you know, it was like one of those crazy things that I was like, I signed up for this. I'm going to freaking enjoy it. So and I, that just was how my philosophy, how my brain worked, that every single one of the seven one Ironmans that I signed up for, I enjoyed it. I smiled. I was happy. I was cheerful. And I did get asked all the time, why are you smiling all the time? Aren't, isn't this hard? Isn't it painful? Well, yeah, sure as hell it was painful, but I, I did it to myself, so I might as well enjoy it. So... I don't know. So back to the question, I guess the answer to my question, how are you happy all the time is I would say it's just who I am now. And it's who I've been since I was a kid. Somehow my dad and my upbringing made me decide and look at, to look at the bright side. You know, I, I, life to me is about choices, choose happy or choose miserable. And I just almost always majority of the time choose happy. And I think like any habit, it becomes, it became my thing and it can become your thing. You know, if you don't feel like you're happy enough or you want to be more happy or whatever, it might take a lot of practice and perseverance to flip your script. If most of the time you're like, this sucks and life's terrible and I can't believe what we're going through and blah, 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 whatever, you know, 
it might take some work to split that or split to um, flip that script so that you eventually default to the happy or default to the optimism or whatever. I truly believe that it's possible. And I truly believe that if you surround yourself with people that are happier more than they're sad, that you're going to end up kind of being that way too. And again, I'm not always pie in the sky. I am not always happy. I have moments where I am really sad and I'm down and you know, things suck, but I bounce right back out of it because I figure living like that, I have little kids and I don't want my little kids to feel like life sucks because it it really doesn't. And they're eight and nine, you know, they have a long way to go in this life and I want them to enjoy their life. So I don't know, I guess, you know, if you're if your default is usually to the negative or woe is me or ugh, life is terrible or you know, it might be more difficult for you to flip that script, but by God, I feel like you should try, you know, what's the harm in looking at the good instead of looking at the bad? And, you know, the Iron Man slogan back when I was doing Iron Man was anything is possible. And I truly believe that anything is possible. And maybe smiling is your new habit. You know, maybe you don't want to be positive all the time or happy all the time or optimistic all the time, but maybe you could smile, you know, set your alarm on your phone for a couple times a day and you can set it to say a word and just have it say smile. And it goes off at 10 o'clock in the morning and it goes off at two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. And it just says smile. And even if you look at it and you're like, that's Jen in my head saying smile, why not? You know, I guarantee, I can pretty much guarantee that you will smile. And maybe it's only those two times a day, but smile. And eventually, I think over time, it'll become a habit just like anything else. Exercise, getting up early, journaling, whatever. It takes practice and it takes becoming a habit, doing it over and over and over again. And if that's what it takes, do it, you know? I think another way I look at my whole why am I so happy thing is that I don't want anyone else to have power over me. I don't want them, I don't want to feel like somebody is winning against me, you know? And I think that stems from being an athlete as well, because if I have any control over something, by golly, I, nobody's going to beat me. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a bad, like conceited, weird way. I just feel like if somebody is negative and somebody is just pissy and whatever, I'm not going to let their behavior or their negativity or their yuckiness become mine. Because to me, that means they win over me and that ain't going to (laughs) happen. I have my own power, personal power, and I'm not going to let anybody steal my joy. I'm not going to let anybody steal my power, I guess. And you know, that Again, I'm not trying to sound conceited by any means, but they can go on with their miserable selves. They're not going to make me miserable. I'll stay over here in my little rainbow world and be happy and because that's a choice. And my choice is to choose this. Their choice might be to choose that. I can just smile and wave and say, see you later. Peace out. I, you know, am moving on with my little happy life. So (laughs) I don't know. So what can you do to be happy? You know, you want some tips? I have some other tips besides setting maybe a smile alarm, but you know, you can become conscious of your very first thought in the morning because 
we all wake up and we think something when we first wake up, like, oh crap, I am so tired or woohoo, can't wait to this Friday and I'm out of here and I'm excited and I got all this fun stuff planned today and I got things to do and whatever. I can't wait to see my kids. I don't know. I mean, it could be whatever thought, but make note of what your very first thought of the day is. And when something is you know, happy or sad or whatever, when you first wake up, think about what, how that is the trajectory of the rest of your day. You know, if you're thinking today is going to be a good day, I pretty much, again, can guarantee that at least the start of your day, the first hour of your day is going to be great. And starting off your day with a good thought more than likely is going to continue to kind of build upon itself throughout the day. Um, I think another tip is to practice gratitude every day. And it doesn't have to be like, a, I need to write three things down that I'm grateful for in a little notebook every single morning and every single night. And for some people, that's awesome. I start it. I don't do it. I don't. But always in my head, I have some type of thing that I'm grateful for. And it could just be, I'm grateful that my eyes open today. I'm grateful that the sun is shining today. I'm grateful that I have this warm, cozy bed that I get to sleep in every night. It may sound silly, but if you start to train your brain to see the good and to see the things that you do have in your life, your brain is moldable and you can change your thoughts just like you can change your underwear. <laughs> so I feel like the more you train it and the more you talk positively to yourself and you talk about the things that are good in your life and the things that you are grateful for, then the more likely it is to change to be that way. Cancel your negative thoughts. And when they show up immediately, you got to do it immediately. Like, oh, this weather sucks. It's been raining for days. Nope. There's nothing I can do about it. So I may as well take the time to maybe read a book, play a game with my kids, clean the house, whatever. I don't know. You know, it might not be your favorite thing to do, but it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't change it. So may as well embrace it. You know, why make yourself miserable about something, about something that you literally have zero control over? <laughs> and I get it. It's not always easy. And, you know, if you can do it for the majority of time in your life, things I think will be so much better. And maybe people will start asking you, why the hell are you so happy all the time? because <laughs> I think everyone around you will start to think hmm, she's having a pretty good time she seems to be enjoying stuff a lot more than I am so what kind of drugs is she on what what's she doing you know what kind of whatever is she having you know drunk on happiness whatever I don't know I just I, why the hell am I so happy it's a choice and I've just made it my whole life and it's just how I do life and how I am. I choose happy. I choose to smile. I choose joy. I choose not to be around people that are negative Nellies. I choose to be around people that are optimistic and energetic and fun and we can feed off of each other. And, you know, I choose to remove myself from situations where you're killing my mojo. So... <laughs> And I choose to smile through the chaos because the alternative kind of sucks. You know, if we're all in chaos, moms are in chaos and it's crazy and life is nutty and it, but it, it is what it is. There's not much we can do about it. So, um, how will you choose to be happy 
what little changes can you make in the way that you talk to yourself, that you are, you know, talking to your family, your friends, whatever. What can you practice daily that would make things better? Can you practice a, a little daily gratitude thing where you're inside your head just saying something good that you're grateful for? Can you set that alarm? Can you um, catch those negative thoughts as they're coming out, cancel them, and then correct it to something better? Yes, you can. I know you can. Our kids are watching and they're learning and they're taking it all in. You know, they learn a lot more from what we do than from what we say. And I think a smile on our faces and a happy attitude, even if you might not be super happy inside, I think that just shows our kids that things are good and you're doing okay and everything is going to be all right. So smile on mama. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you found this valuable and that it allows you to find some space to be happy and maybe it gives you some understanding of why the heck I am the way I am. I'd really, I'd love to hear your takeaway from this episode. You know, um, I'd love to know if it resonates with you or if you're like, Jen, you are a whack job beyond whack jobs. <laughs> you're just too happy and bubbly for me. I would love to know. So shoot me a DM at in, on Instagram at living joyful and well. And also don't forget that the doors to the LJW Collective are opening and it's going to be a super fun private Membership for moms, I would say probably stay-at-home moms, work-at-home moms or whatever that are faith-fueled and, you know, just wanting for something more, longing for connection and communication and joy and learning and togetherness and thriving through motherhood. And doors are opening on May 19th. I have this just vision of awesomeness and I'm super excited because I want this community to be our community where we can share and learn and just love on each other and, you know, grow and have speakers and events and all kinds of stuff and not be competitive with each other and not, you know, we just support each other and get through this journey through motherhood thriving instead of just, oh my God, we're just getting through the day. So I announced this whole thing on a bonus episode that I did last week. If you're interested in hearing more, check out the bonus announcement. It was from April 30th, I believe. Um, but if you're excited about hearing more and you want to learn more um, and maybe become a founding member of this super awesome mom group, then get on the waiting list. I'll put the link below um, in the show notes and be the first to hear about everything that I have going on on May 19th. And, you know, coincidentally, it is the one year anniversary of starting this podcast, launching this podcast. So I thought it would be fitting to bring it all full circle and start this community on the same date. You know, 19 is a special day number for me. So it has some thing to it. It has some specialness and it just, I just looked at it and I thought I'm going to launch it that day because it means something. And I just see this as being the circle of awesomeness. So <laughs> anyway, come join me mamas. It's going to be a wild ride, but it'll be a fun ride and I'll keep talking about it. And you know, just the waiting list is below, get on it and join me. So thank you so much for being here and spending time with me today. I always love coming here and sharing and 
laughing and I hope that you're laughing on the other end. I wish you amazing, great comfort, amazing health, wonderful, healthy health and great joy. And as my mantra always states, get out there and enjoy the day. Thank you so very much, friend. And I'll see you again real soon. Don't forget to smile and wave to those people. Bye-bye that just aren't giving you joy. Don't allow anyone to steal your joy. Have a good one and we'll be back again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.